of the seven last words of Jesus. Uh, but before we enter into the word, I want us to bow down our heads. We want to say a prayer unto the Lord. We want to pray that the Lord shall speak to our hearts. We want to pray that the Lord shall minister unto us. We want to sing this song, this hymn, as a prayer unto the Lord. Abide with me, fast falls the evening tide. We just want to sing it as our prayer unto the Lord. If the singers can help us sing that hymn, Abide with me. Abide with me Fast falls the saying of Jesus on the cross is found in the book of Matthew chapter 27 and the verse 46. Matthew 27 and the verse 46. It says, About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, 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 lamak sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Amen. This was for the fourth saying of Jesus, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Now, when you look through the scriptures of all the personalities that we find in the Bible, you will discover that our ultimate example is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There is no better example to follow than the man Jesus. Amen. Now, Apostle Paul understood this, and that's why after all his accomplishments, when he was speaking to the Corinthian congregation in 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 9 to verse 10, when he was speaking to them, after he had accomplished everything, in comparing himself with the other apostles, this is what he said. He said, For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, by the grace of God, which is with me. Amen. So, Paul, in comparing himself with the other apostles, he said that he had worked harder than all of them. He said that he had labored more than them. He said that he had gone through experiences that they hadn't gone through. He said that he had done things that the rest of the apostles had not done. Hallelujah. When Paul was comparing himself to the apostles, he was bold enough to say, I have done more than them. I have labored more than them. Now, when Paul was comparing himself to Jesus, and he was speaking to the same Corinthian congregation, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, when comparing himself to Jesus, he said, follow my example, as I follow the example of Christ. Hallelujah. And so, when Paul was comparing himself to the apostles, he was bold to say that, I have done more than them, I have labored more than them. But when it came to Christ, he said that, follow my example, as I follow the example of Christ. Because he understood that the ultimate standard is Christ. 
he understood that the ultimate example is Christ. Hallelujah. The ultimate example when it comes to purity is Jesus Christ. The ultimate example when it comes to righteousness is Jesus Christ. The ultimate example when it comes to love is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the ultimate standard for the believer. Amen? Now, when it comes to obedience, Jesus is the ultimate example. When the Father told him to sacrifice his life on the cross, he said that this thing is difficult. This thing is hard. This thing is painful. Then he said, if it be possible... Let this cup pass me by. Then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. So when Jesus was going on the cross, he was going to the cross in obedience to the Father. He was going to the cross, living out the will of the Father. He was going to the cross, fulfilling the plans and purposes of God that was set before the foundations of this world. Amen. So Jesus' journey to the cross was a journey of obedience. But as Jesus was journeying to the cross... When you read your Bible carefully, you realize that something interesting happens in the book of Isaiah 53. As Jesus was journeying to the cross, in obedience to God, in sync to the will of God, following the plans and purposes of God, certain people began to comment. In Isaiah 53, verse 3 to verse 4, we see certain things that certain people began to say. The Bible says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and, was, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. Surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says that when Jesus was going to the cross in obedience to the Father, fulfilling the Father's will, certain people saw him. Now when certain people saw him, they did not see a man that was walking in obedience to God. They did not see a man that was fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. They did not see a man that was living out the will of God. Rather, they saw a man that was stricken by God, that was smitten by him, and that was afflicted. Hallelujah. That is the person they saw. They did not see somebody that was living the heartbeat of God. But they saw somebody that was forsaken of God. They saw somebody that was despised by God. They saw somebody that was rejected by God. They saw somebody that God was punishing. Hallelujah. Now, I came to tell you that sometimes the people that are walking most in obedience to God sometimes are the people that look the most forsaken. Sometimes the people that are following the plans and purposes of God, sometimes they are the people that when we see, they look stricken by God, they look smitten by Him, and they look afflicted by Him. Hallelujah. So when Jesus was journeying to the cross, His people saw Him, and they said that, no, this is not somebody that is living the will of God. This is not somebody that is walking in obedience to God. But this is somebody that God is afflicting. This is somebody that God is punishing. This is somebody that God is teaching a lesson to. Hallelujah. Now, as Jesus was on the cross, and he began to hear all of these things that people were saying, he began to hear how people were saying that this guy is being punished by God. He began to hear how people were saying, this guy is stricken by God. This guy, God is the one afflicting him. As he hung on the cross, and he began to hear how people began to say that he saved others, he should save himself. As he hung on the cross and he began to hear how people were saying that if indeed you are the son of God, come down from the cross and we shall believe in you. As he heard all of these comments, it began to get to him. All of these things began to eat his soul. And he lifted up his voice and said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Hallelujah. I believe that there are a lot of us sitting in this place. And like Jesus, we are singing the same song. We are saying, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Because it's like in your heart of hearts, you know that you are walking in accordance to the plans of God. You know that you are walking in accordance to the word of God. You know that you are walking in obedience to God. But it's like things are not going well. And it's like you are hearing people commenting. And it's like when you hear the radical and the mockery and how people are saying God has left you. And how you hear people are saying God has, is punishing you. And how you hear people are saying that God is taking you and God has smitten you. And God has afflicted you. You are saying to yourself and you are asking yourself that my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why have thou despised me? Why have, I, why have you left me alone? I'm 
Am I not walking in accordance to your plans and purposes? Am I not walking in accordance to your will? But if you are like that seated in this place, God sent me to tell you that this light affliction, which is but for a moment, it is working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I came to tell you uh, that if you are like that, the Bible says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. I came to tell you that if you are like that, that you are saying, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? I came to tell you that the Bible says that you shall walk through the waters I shall be with you. When you go through the rivers, they shall not overtake you. You shall go through the fires and they shall not burn you. And the Bible says that and the flames shall not consume you. I came to tell you that if you are saying, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? The Bible says uh, that yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, uh, they comfort me. David said uh, that you anointed my head with oil and my cup ran it over. Then he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So some of us are saying, my God, my God. Why have thou forsaken me? Why hast thou left me? Am I not walking in obedience to your will? Am I not working according to your plans and purposes? Hallelujah. And I are saying, why hast thou forsaken me? But you see, it's interesting because the Bible says that all of these things we are going through, the Bible calls it light afflictions. The Bible calls it light afflictions. And the Bible says that this light affliction that you are going through, it is working for you a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. You see, the path people see is the light affliction. But the path they don't see is the eternal weight of glory that is waiting for you. The path they see is the light affliction. So when Jesus was going to the cross and they were beating him and they were spitting on him and they were slapping him and they were giving him the crown of tongues, that is the path people saw. That is the part people witnessed. But you see, the part they did not see is that the same time and in that same hour that Jesus was hanging on the cross and that we're saying all these things about him, in that same hour, the angels were busy in heaven preparing the right-hand side of the Father for this same soul that looks smitten of God, that looks stricken by him, and that looks afflicted on him. The part they could see is his light affliction, but the part they could not see was the eternal weight of glory that was being prepared for him by the right-hand side of the Father. The part they could see was his agony. But the part they could not see was that this same Jesus who was going through pain and mockery and ridicule, this same Jesus in that same hour, heaven was preparing to give him a name that is above every other name. That is why Apostle Paul tells the Philippian church, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Then he says, but he humbled himself on the cross, to death on the cross. And then he says that, wherefore, God has given him a name above every other name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the part they could see was his agony, but the part they could not see was that in that same hour, heaven was preparing to give the same man, Jesus, a name that was greater than every other name on the surface of the earth, that by the mention of that name, demons begin to flee. At the mention of that name, sicknesses begin to disappear. At the mention of that name, blind eyes begin to see. At the mention of that name, the death begin to hear. The parts they could see what is agony, but the parts they could not see were the eternal weight of glory that was about given to him. Hallelujah. So the Bible says these light afflictions is working for us. It's working for us. All the period you feel God has forsaken for you, it is working for you a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. The same thing happens to Jacob. Now, when you read your Bible carefully, you will understand that Jacob, after deceiving his father and taking the, the brother's blessing, runs away to his uncle Laban. Now, after many years, Jacob decides to return. 
Now, upon returning, he sends his family ahead of him. So his family reaches his desti- their destination before him. Now, when his family departs from him, the Bible says that, and the Lord met him and he wrestled with God. Now, when he wrestled with God, the Lord said, let me go. And he said that I will not let you go until you bless me. So the Bible says that then the Lord touched his hip bone and he began to limp. Now, you have to understand that when he was leaving his father's house originally, he was not limping. He was okay. He was walking all right. When he left, when he sent his family to go back, he was walking normal. Now, when they were expecting him, they were expecting somebody that was walking normal. They were expecting somebody that was walking upright. They were not expecting a disabled person. Hallelujah. Now, they see Jacob coming from afar. And this same Jacob that they left a few days ago, they see him coming and this time he's limping. They see him coming and this time he's having crutches. They see him coming and this time he's disabled. And they looked at him and they asked him that, Ah, but we left you just a few days ago. When we left you, you were okay. What happened to you? And Jacob looks at them and said, I met God. I had an encounter with God. I had fellowship with God. And they looked at him and said, You met God? He said, Yes. You had an encounter with God? He said, Yes. You had fellowship with God? He said, Yes. And after having fellowship with God, you are crippled? He said, Yes. Then they said, Wait a minute. I thought when you meet God is when you are crippled, then he makes you walk. I thought when you meet God is when your leg is broken, then he straightens it. I thought when you meet God is when you are blind, then he opens your eyes. I thought when you meet God is when you are deaf, then he opens your ears. But you, when you met God, you were okay. And then after meeting God, you are disabled. He said yes. And then they looked at him. And when they looked at him, they did not see somebody that had entered into another realm of fellowship with God. They did not see somebody that had entered into another dimension of communion with God. Instead, they saw somebody that was stricken by God, that was smitten by him, and that was afflicted by him. Some of them said, God is finally punishing him for stealing his brother's blessing. Somebody said, God is finally punishing him for deceiving his father. So when they looked at him, and they looked at his crippled state, and they looked at his disabled state, they said, no, this is not a man that is working in another dimension of fellowship with God. This is a man that God has rejected. This is a man that God has punished. But you see, the path they could see was the path where he was limping. The path they could not see was the path where God changed his name. And God said, you are no more called Jacob, but you are now called Israel. The path they could see, it is light affliction. The path they could not see was the eternal weight of glory. The path they could not see when, 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 was when God said, you are no more called the deceiver. You are no more called the supplanter. You are now called the one who wrestles with God and prevails. The path they do not see about you is the path where God changed your name and said, you are no more called failure, but you are called success. Was the path where God changed your name and said, you are no more called poor, but you are called rich. Was the path where God said about you, you are no more called ordinary, but you are called anointed. Was the path where God said about you, you are no more called cursed but blessed, was the part where God said about you, you are no more called barren but fruitful, I came to tell you uh, that your light affliction, uh, which is but for a moment, uh, is working for you, uh, a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory but for the meantime the part they will see is the part where you are limping Because you see, when I'm limping, I don't have to announce it. Immediately you see me approaching, you know that there's something wrong with my legs. But when my name has been changed, I have to start filling a form with a different name. Before you come and ask me that, why is your name changed? When my name has been changed, I must be doing something. They must be introducing me. And they will not call me by my previous name, but by new name. That is when you know that something has changed. So I came to tell you that if you think God has forsaken you, it is fine. It is okay. The path that people will see today is the path where you are limping. But a day is coming where the effect of your name change will be seen. Hallelujah. This light affliction, which is but for a moment, it is but for a moment. 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 
It is not eternal. It is but for a moment. You see, and that's why I love the man Jesus so much. You see, after Jesus had gone through all the radical and all the mockery, and after he had felt abandoned and forsaken by the Father, after he resurrected, he realized that no, the same way that I have felt forsaken before by my Father, because of the assignment upon my life, is the same way that a time is coming that my disciples will feel forsaken by me. The same way I feel that my father has left me and deserted me. It's the same way that soon and very soon, these 12 apostles that I have raised, they shall also begin to contemplate whether I'm with them or I'm not with them. They shall also begin to feel forsaken. So when Jesus resurrected, he appeared to them again in Matthew 28. And he gave them an assignment. And he said that, go ye into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But after giving them the assignment, he then gives them a promise. And he says that, and lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of age. Jesus recognized that the time is coming where they will feel rejected and despised and forsaken by him. So he gave them a promise. And he said that when that hour comes, when it crosses your mind that I have left you and I have forsaken you, remember the latter part of Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Remember when I said, Lo, I will be with you to the very end of age. Remember when I said, I will not leave thee or forsake you. Remember when I said, you shall always hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk ye in it. Remember when I said I will be with you always. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will not depart from you. When the day comes when Satan begins to whisper to you and say that God has left you. The Father has deserted you. The Father no more sees you. Remember this promise that I've given you that lo I will be with you always even to the end of the age. Jesus is giving you that promise tonight. You are saying, I feel forsaken, but this is the promise of God to you this evening. This is the word of God to you this evening. He said that I am with you always. I'm not with you some of the times. I'm not with you most of the times, but I am with you always. Now recognize, recognize. He didn't say I am with you only when you have done right. He didn't say I am with you only when you have not sinned. He said I am with you always, 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 even to the very end of the age. Am I saying something at all? I am with you always. I am with you always. You see, and we must recognize that God is with us always. We must recognize and understand that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Because you see, when a believer enters the realm of feeling that God has forsaken him, if he doesn't take care, the next stage after that is that he begins to get offended in God. So when you, are feel, when you feel forsaken in God, the next stage after that is that you begin to get offended in God. How do I know this? You see, when John the Baptist came on the scene, he was very bold. He was pointing people to the Messiah. He was saying that this is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. He said that this is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He was not confused about who Jesus was. He was very clear in his mind that this is him. When they came and they said Jesus was also baptizing people, said that, yeah, he must increase and I must decrease. So he, he, he didn't have a shadow of doubt about the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. But you see, a time came when John was arrested and he was put in prison. You see, the first day that John was arrested and he was put in prison, he was not worried though. He was not worried because he, he knew the Messiah. He knew the Messiah he was talking about. He knew the Savior of the world. He knew that God was, Jesus was come to establish his kingdom on the earth. So he was not perplexed at all because he knew that his Messiah was coming to save him. Do you think that John thought that he was going to die in prison? No. How do I know this? Look, when they gave birth to him, his mother told him his life story. His mother said, look, when we gave birth to you, an angel appeared to us. He said that we shall give birth to you. You shall be very anointed. You shall have the spirit of Elijah upon you. You shall turn the house of the fathers to the children and the house of the children to the father. This was the rundown he was given. The whole story about his life he was told. Nothing about prison was in that story. Do <laughs> you understand? Nothing about going to prison was in that story. So, as far as he knows, he has come. He's doing the will of the Father. He's preaching. The Messiah will come. And then the Messiah will establish his kingdom. And he'll be a very prominent person in, in the kingdom. I'm sure that's how he had planned his mind. 
So it's like when they took him to prison, it's like the first day, the second day, the third day, he wasn't worried because he knows his Messiah. Like we say, we know in whom we have believed. So as he was in prison, he knew in whom he had believed. He didn't have any problems at all. But you see, one week passed and he didn't see any show. Then two weeks, he didn't see him. Then three weeks, he didn't see any show. Then he began to get worried. So he called his disciples and said, that, Look, go and ask him that, is he the Messiah or should we expect another person? Because at that point, he began to feel, feel forsaken. He began to feel that's like the one that I came and I was preparing the way for. It's like, I'm here. And it's like, oh, he hasn't heard that I'm here. He hasn't heard that they've thrown me in prison. It's like, so it's like, I'm expecting that at least he should send a message that, oh, he, I shouldn't worry, like he's coming very soon. And, you know, everything will be fine. But nothing like that came. So it's like he began to feel forsaken. As he was preaching, he was saying that, my God, my God, it's like, why have you forsaken me? You see, and people began to ridicule him. You don't think so? It's like, he came and he was calling them, you brood of vipers. I mean, he didn't have it easy on them. So it's like, when they were in prison, it's like, uh uh-huh, you called us brood of vipers. It's like, we shall see. So he he was expecting to be vindicated. He was expecting that Jesus would show up. So it's like, after three weeks, Jesus has not shown up. Then he sent his disciples, they go and ask him, or it's like, did I make a mistake? But you see, when his disciples went to Jesus, Jesus said that, go and tell him, in Matthew 11, he said, go and tell him that the blind see, tell him that the lame walk, tell him that the deaf hear, tell him that the dead are raised, tell him that the good news is being preached to the poor. Then they said, okay. Now, as they were going, then Jesus called them back. He said, come back. They said that, Say that, add another message to him. Then in the verse 6, Matthew 11 verse 6, listen to what he says. Give me King James Version. He says, And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. This was the last thing he told them. He said that, go and tell him that, and blessed is him. It's like my last sentence, after telling him that the dead are raised, the blind see, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is the last sentence that tell him that blessed is whoever that is not offended in me because Jesus could see that John has crossed the point where he feels forsaken by God to the point where he feels offended in God so it's like I'm offended in you because it's like you're forsaking me and people are laughing at me and people are ridiculing me and he was offended and then Jesus gave him this last message he said blessed is he who is not offended in me so it's like after feeling forsaken, the next stage is that you begin to feel offended. And there are many people in this place, you are offended in God. You are sitting in church, but you are offended in God. You are sitting in church, but you've crossed the point where you feel that God has forsaken you to the point where you are offended in Him. It's like you are offended in God. It's, just like, it's like my wife died and you didn't do anything about it. And we are sitting in church, but you are offended in God. It's like my child died and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and he didn't do anything. And we are it's like my marriage crashed and I cried and I pleaded and I cried and I pleaded and I, I fasted and I prayed and I sowed seed. But my marriage so crashed, my business crashed. Everything that I've built fell apart. My church didn't work. And we cross the point where we feel forsaken by God to the point where we feel offended in Him. But God sent me to tell you, hey, that blessed is He who is not offended in me. Blessed is He who, who is not offended in me. Blessed is He who, it doesn't matter what He's going through, hey, He's not, he's not offended in me. He's not offended. You see, and that is what makes, makes Job one of the greatest guys on the surface of the earth. Sometimes we, we, we underestimate Job. We underestimate the integrity of Job. We underestimate the realm in which Job worked. But you see, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He said that, hey, it's true that everybody sees that I'm forsaken, but I shall not be offended in him. That is why when his wife said, curse God and die, he said, he said no, and naked I came, naked I can go, I'm not bothered. He said, blessed is he who, who is not offended in me. This is God's message to you. Don't, don't be offended in me. He's telling you, he said, don't, don't be offended in me. Don't be offended in me. You, you, will, you will understand everything, but don't be offended in me. Hell, you know in part and you prophesy in part, but don't, don't be offended in me. Don't be offended in me. You see, and, and, and if John the Baptist hadn't repented and had still been offended in God, it would have been disastrous and would have been a pity. Do you know why? Because when God, Jesus said, that blessed he who shall not be offended in me. When John's disciples left, listen to what Jesus now says about John, verse 7. He says, And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind, verse 8. 
But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But what went ye out to see? A prophet. Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. So it's like, it's like when John was in prison and he was feeling offended, he, little did he know that this was, this was Jesus' testimony about him whilst he was in prison. He was saying that Charlie, John was not a prophet. He was more than a prophet. This was Jesus' testimony about the same John the Baptist who was in prison and who was offended because he feels that God has forsaken him. Little did he know that this was heaven's testimony about him. That he was more than a prophet. When I read it, I was like, ah, if he was more than a prophet, then what was he? Because at this time, the era of the apostles had not yet been ushered. Do you understand? So it's like, at that era, it's like the prophet was the highest when it comes to spirituality. But he doesn't know. He's more than a prophet. So I just like, so what was he? You see? But this is what, this is what heaven was seeing. But John could not see. Then Jesus did not end there. Continue. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. 11. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there is not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Jesus was saying that, Charlie, up until the era of John the Baptist, there is nobody who was greater than him. But you see, the person that we are saying that there is none greater than him, that same person was sitting in prison and he was offended in God. You are sitting here, maybe you are offended in God, but little do you know that heaven is saying that this is my son in whom I am well pleased. You are sitting here, you are offended in God because things did not work out the way you were expecting. But little do you know that God is probably saying in heaven that you see my son, you see my daughter. There is none as faithful as him. You are busy offended in God, but you have no idea what heaven is saying. That is why you must not be offended. God said, blessed is he. Whosoever is not offended me. But you see, eh, that, that if you look at the flip side, if, if the Bible says that blessed is he that is not offended in me, what it also means is that cursed is he that is offended in me. Cursed is he that is offended in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll give us one reason why we should not be offended in God and, and we'll rise up to pray. In the book of Malachi chapter 3, certain people that had served the Lord got to a point where they felt God had forsaken them. They got to a point where God, it's like they felt that I've tried and tried and tried and tried and it's like, you know, God did not come through for me. And they had crossed the point where they felt forsaken by God to the point where they felt offended in God. And look at what they began to say. Malachi chapter 3. Let's start from verse, verse 14. It says, Ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinances and that we have worked monthly before the Lord of hosts? 15. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. This was what they were saying. It's like, Charlie, it's like we've served God and served God. It's like, it's like what's the point? What's the point? And this is what they were now saying to God. Said that it's like now we call the proud happy. It's like now when you are proud, you are better off than when you are humble. Do I say that? It's like now when you don't serve God, it's like you are better off than those of us that are serving God. These are words of somebody who is offended in God. And this was what they were saying. But you see, as they were talking and as they were saying these things to themselves, God shows up on the scene and listen to what God says. He says, Then they that fear the Lord spake often to one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that taught upon his name. 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in the day when I shall make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spareth his son, that, as his own son that serveth him. 18. They shall, then ye shall return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Hallelujah. Can you give me that in NIV? He says, no, verse 17 and 18. He says, they will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them, just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. 18. 
And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and between those who do not. Now this is what God is saying. That you are here and you offended me because you are saying that it's like the unrighteous people are prospering. It's like those that do not serve you, they are, they are moving. It's like we that we have served you, we that we have lived before you. It's like you have rejected us and you have forsaken us and we have offended you. But God was saying in the verse 13, he says that in the day when I shall make up my jewels, God was saying that in the day when I shall sit down on my throne of judgment and I shall begin to separate those who are mine and those who are not mine, you who that have saved me, you who that have been faithful to me, you who that have gone through all the affliction, you who have gone through all the rich and mockery, I will spare you on that day as a man spared his own son. And then in the verse 18, he says that after I have spared you, on that day you shall see the distinction between those that serve me and between those that do not serve me. You shall see the distinction that day when I tell you that you good and faithful servant enter into my rest. That day when I tell you that walk into heaven. That day when I show you your mansion. That day when I walk you along the streets of gold. That day when I take you into heaven. When you begin to worship and fellowship with the angels that day when I spare you from hell, that day when you will stand and you will see the unrighteous walking into hellfire, that day all the times that you said, my God, my God why have, I, why have you forsaken me that day it will not matter, that day all the times where you have cried and you have wet your pillow, that day it will not matter that day you will see God and you shall be grateful to him and you will say thank you for sparing me, thank you for sparing me thank you for welcoming me into heaven, that day uh, your light affliction uh, will not matter that day all the things that the unrighteous people were getting, that you stood and you were offended in God that day it will not matter, that day you will see the distinction verse 18 verse 18, Malachi 3 18, it says then you shall return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him. It's like that day. It's like the difference will be clear. Those that felt forsaken and held on to me. Those that wet their pillow and held on to me. Those that were saying that you have slayed me, yet I'll trust you. That day, the difference, the difference will be clear. This is the word of, of the Lord unto you. This is the word of the Lord unto you. This is the word of the Lord unto you. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why hast thou forsaken me? I believe that tonight, there are certain people seated in this place and you need healing in your heart. You need healing in your heart because you are offended in God. You show up in church, but you are offended in God. You show up in church, but you're offended. One time a preacher was saying that a man of God had an encounter with God. And he said that the Lord told him that when you go onto the earth, tell my people that they should forgive me. Then he said, why? He said that it's because me, I can see everything. They, they can't see everything. That is why they, they feel for, that I've forsaken them. That is why they feel like, that, you know, I've despised them and I've rejected them. But tell them that they should forgive me. The reason why they should forgive me is because they're human and their understanding and their vision is limited. They said, tell them, they, they should forgive me. It's like, all oh, the past, they don't understand. They, they should forgive me. One day, they will understand. One day, they will understand. One day, they will understand. One day, they shall, the picture shall become clear. One day, they will understand that all things work together for good. For them that love God and are called according to His purpose. One day, one day, they will understand. So, in the meantime, tell them to forgive me. We will be on our feet. We will pray. Let's stand up onto our feet. We want to pray. We want to pray. We want to pray for those in our midst who are offended. You are offended in God. Yeah, it's like it's like the same way you say maybe your boyfriend has hurt you or your husband has hurt you. It's like somebody says like God has hurt me. And you are offended in God. But tonight, our first prayer, we want to lift up our voice and we are saying that Father. Help every soul in this place who feels offended in you. We are praying that may the Lord heal. May the Lord heal. May the Lord heal the brokenhearted. May the Lord heal the wounded in soul. I pray that today somebody will forgive God. I pray that today somebody will forgive God. I pray that today it will mark the end of somebody feeling offended in God. 
Because they feel God has forsaken them. We just want to take this song. Healing rains is falling down. And we shall enter into prayer. And we shall begin to pray. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is falling down. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe we can just lift up our hands as a sign of surrender unto the Lord. There's a soul in this place that needs healing. There's a soul in this place that needs healing. God is touching somebody's soul tonight. And He's healing all the wounds. And all the heads. And all the grief that you hold towards Him. Afraid, oh, healing rain is falling down. Healing rain. You just want to lift up your voice wherever you are. If you are here and you are offended in God, you are just praying, say, Father, heal my heart right now. Maybe you are not offended in God. But you want to pray for somebody in this place. And you are saying that, Father, I heal their broken hearts. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we pray tonight. Let every wounded soul receive the healing touch of the Lord. Let every wounded soul receive the healing touch of the Lord. Let everybody registered in this place who feels offended in you. Father, we pray. Breathe your healing wind over them in the name of Jesus. Let every soul that is offended in you be liberated. We pray in the name of Jesus. Uh. We pray in the name of Jesus. Uh. We pray in the name of Jesus. Uh. Healing for the brokenhearted. Uh. Healing for those that are offended and wounded. Uh. In the name of Jesus. Uh. Healing for those that hold a grudge against you. Uh. Our Father, we pray uh, and we say, help us to let go tonight. Uh. Let the chains of offense be broken tonight. Uh. Let the chains of offense be broken tonight. Uh. Let the chains of offense be broken tonight. Let the chains of the growth we hold with God hey, be broken tonight. Let the chains of the growth we hold with the church be broken tonight. In the name of Jesus. Somebody, you want to lift up your voice tonight. You want to lift up your voice tonight. And you are saying, healing reigns, healing reigns. Healing reigns into the souls of men. Healing reigns into the souls of men. Healing reigns into the souls of men. In the name of Jesus. We pray tonight, oh God, a window. Refreshing uh, a wind of refreshing, uh, let the burden be lifted, uh, let the burden be lifted, uh, let the heaviness be lifted uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, there are some of us seated in this place, uh, we don't pray anymore uh, because we are offended in God, uh, we don't give offering anymore uh, because we are offended in God, uh, we don't evangelize anymore uh, because we are offended in God, uh, we don't come to church anymore uh, because we are offended in God. Uh, but tonight, we pray, uh, let's somebody receive healing tonight let somebody soul receive healing tonight let somebody soul receive healing tonight we are seated in this place we don't go to 
our ministries anymore because we are offended in God. God is saying, Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. Blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. Receive the healing touch of the Lord. Receive the healing touch of the Lord. Receive the healing touch of the Lord. Let the chains of offense be broken right now. Let the chains of offense, let the chains of offense, let the chains of offense, Rabakolobo Shandalabaya, Rabakolobo Shandarabasaya, Rabakolobo Sandini Mayonde, Vrakatini Madosa, Mandini Makolobo Shanda, Rabakelebo Sande. Mandiri Bakondoa, Maleka Dalabalabaseya, receive the healing touch of the Lord. Receive the healing touch of the Lord. I see somebody going back to his ministry. I see somebody going back to the place of prayer. I see somebody going back to the place of giving because God is healing your soul. Because God is healing your wounds. I see somebody rising up and saying, I am returning to the place. I am returning to the height from which I have fallen. Somebody is saying, I have forsaken my first love because along the line, I got offended in him. Because along the line, I felt forsaken in him. I said, I will not go to church anymore. I said, I will not preach anymore. I said, I will not lay hands on the sick anymore. I said, I will not go to prayer meetings anymore because I am offended in God. But tonight, receive, receive the healing touch of God. Receive the healing touch of God. Tonight that burden is being taken away. Tonight that burden is being taken away. Tonight that anger, that anger, that anger that you feel towards God. That anger that you feel towards men of God. That anger that you feel towards the preaching of the gospel. That anger that you feel when we say that with God all things are possible. That anger you feel when you hear that word. That anger you feel when we say he's a healing Jesus. That anger you feel because he did not heal your son. Because he did not heal your wife. Because he did not heal your brother. That anger that you feel tonight God is healing you. Tonight God is healing you. Receive the healing touch. Receive the healing touch. Receive the healing touch. Receive the healing touch. That anger that you feel because you feel God promised you and God failed you. That anger you feel because you feel God promised you and God failed you. That anger you feel because you feel that prophecy that God gave you did not come to pass. That anger, let it go now. Let it go now. Let it go now. Receive. Receive. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive liberation. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healing reigns. Healing reigns. Healing reigns. There is somebody in this place. You got offended in God. And when you got offended in God, you said if God will not do this thing for me I will go to a malam so you left the church and you went to a malam and you went to consult the malam because you got offended and hurt in God but God sent me to tell you receive healing now in the name of Jesus receive healing now you went to the malam because you were offended in God and you were angry with God and so you said I will go and consult another medium but God is saying receive his healing now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive that healing, receive, receive that healing, receive that depression in your soul, receive that depression in your soul, let that anger go, let that anger go, in the name of Jesus, let that anger go, I command that demon that speaks into your mind, I command that demon that speaks into your ears, and that stirs up anger, that stirs up anger, I command that demon, your voice is muted in the name of Jesus, your voice is muted, your voice, your voice is muted. Your voice is muted. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Demons that sow seeds of anger. Demons that sow seeds of anger. Your voice is muted. In the name of Jesus. We command you. We command you to live. We command you to depart. We command that your chain, your hold is broken. In the name of Jesus. Somebody begin to do warfare. Begin to do warfare. Begin to do warfare. Begin to do warfare. There are demons, 
that are praying on the anger of certain people in this place. But tonight we command, let all said demons be muted. In the name of Jesus, Rabakolo Bosaya, Vrakini Matosa, Rabakosa Deya, Rabadini Matosa, Rabaduni Masanda Kadosa, Madini Mateya, Rabadosa Daya, Malika Delebekaya, Mayando Lakadikaya, Rabadolo Bosada Labaya, Matini Matani Bakaya, Rabasu Satiya, Mazu Sadika Breya, Malakani Matini Maosa, Vayakini Kadeya, Zantini Masoya, Valuka Dalabayande, Zakratukucha, Mazuni Makanda, Mazura Keya, Mazura Keya, Valakadalaba Sadalaba, Malakalaba Labaya Lalabaya, all over this building, all over this building, all over this building, chains are broken, 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 Rapakolobo Shandalaba, Rapakalaba Babaya. Zoko dalaba shadalaba. Varika dalaba kasataya. Chains are broken tonight. That person that feels offended in God, tonight liberation has come to your soul. Somebody is here, you will stop chasing after other mediums because tonight liberation has come to your soul. Zikaraba sandalaba. We want to continue to pray. Somebody saying, I've made you too small in my eyes. I have made you too small in my eyes. I have made you too small, too small in my eyes. We want to continue to pray. The Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. So it is true that we'll go through a period of weeping. But it must endure up until the night. When the morning comes, joy must come. There are some of us here, we have gone through a long season of night. Our night season is long overdue. It is time that your morning must come. It is time that your joy must come. The Bible says that arise and shine for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord is written upon you. Somebody, your light must begin to come. Somebody, your light must begin to come. Somebody, your, your morning must begin to arise. There are certain people in this place, you've gone through a long night season. But tonight we are praying. And we are saying, God, may our morning begin to arise. In the name of Jesus, may our morning begin to arise. May our joy begin to arise. May our ninth season come to an end. In the name of Jesus, you want to lift up your voice. If you are here, you've been through a long night season. You want to lift up your voice. And you are saying that, God, may my morning begin to arise. May my morning begin to arise. May my morning begin to arise. In the name of Jesus, you want to lift up your voice. You want to pray. In the name of Jesus, Somebody, your morning is arising. Somebody, your morning is coming. Somebody, your night season, which has made you feel forsaken, which has made you feel rejected, which has made you feel despised, which has made you feel God is no more with you. Tonight, you are lifting up your voice and you are saying, May my morning begin to arise. May my morning begin to arise. May my morning begin to arise. May my light begin to shine. May my light begin to shine. You want to lift up your voice. Huh? You want to confess into the atmosphere. You want to confess into the atmosphere. You want to prophesy into the atmosphere. Father, tonight huh? we decree and we declare huh? that our morning is showing up. Huh? That our morning is showing up. Huh? Our morning is showing up. Huh? Our weeping has ended. Huh? Our weeping has ended. Huh? Our night season of weeping huh? has come to an end. Huh? And from tonight, huh? our morning is appearing. Huh? Our light is appearing. Huh? Our breakthrough is appearing. Our breakthrough is appearing. Our light is shining. Our light is shining. Our blessing is 
coming. The season of weeping has ended. The season of sorrow has ended because weeping will endure for a night. Weeping will endure only for a night. I see somebody's morning. I see somebody's morning coming to an end. The Bible says, I shall give you beauty for ashes. I shall give you beauty for ashes. Somebody's beauty is coming. Somebody's ashes is being taken away. Somebody's beauty is coming. I shall give you strength for fear. Somebody's strength is coming. I shall give you gladness for mourning. Your gladness is coming. Your gladness is coming. Your joy is coming. Your peace is coming. Your wealth is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Your joy is coming. Your morning is arising. The days where you used to wet your pillows with tears is coming to an end. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see God making your enemies your footstool. I see God saying, This day has the glory of the Lord risen upon you. I see God say that this day it marks the beginning of a new dawn. This day marks the beginning of a new dawn. The Bible says that behold I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Behold I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Somebody begin to perceive your morning. Somebody begin to perceive your new thing. Rabba loko sada rabba yeya. Lamantoni mantini makeya. Vrandolobo shaya. Marikandu rabaya. Valukani madini mazeya. Mazuri katana bashaya. The tides are beginning to turn in your favor. The tides are beginning to turn in your favor. The tides are beginning to turn in your favor. The tides are beginning to turn in your favor. The tides are beginning to turn in your favor. Like Peter, you have told all night. And you are saying, I have caught nothing. But the man Jesus is just about to meet you. The man Jesus is just about to show you where you will cast your net. I see somebody beginning to catch a bumper harvest of fish. I see somebody beginning to catch a bumper harvest of fish. Hey, somebody is beginning to catch a bumper harvest of fish. A bumper harvest of fish. You have told all night and you have caught nothing. But from tomorrow, you shall begin to catch a bumper harvest till your net begins to break. He said, I shall give unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Begin to receive with good measure. Begin to receive with good measure. Begin to receive with running over in the name of Jesus. Begin to receive. I see the windows of heaven. I see the windows of heaven. I see the portals of heaven begin to be opened. And I see you begin to receive blessing ah, to the point where there is no room enough. I see your morning coming. I see your morning coming. I see a shift. 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 I see a shift from empty to full. I see a shift from empty to full. I see a shift from empty to full. I see a shift from barren to fruitful. Hey, Karabasunderebe. Lakini Matosa. Rabababakalabasuya. Rabatini Matosa. Rabale Kadalabayanta. Robose Kadisha. Malika di Kadusa dia. Hey, Kalusa daya. I see a shift. I see a shift. I see a shift. I see a shift in the spirit. A shift in the spirit. A shift in the spirit. I see a shift. A shift in the spirit. A shift in the spirit. A shift in the spirit. Rabakolo Bosaya. Rabasunde. Receive your shift now. 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 Rabatuni Mataya. Lift up your hands. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. As we worship the Lord. As we worship the Lord. In the name of Jesus. We will rise in your name. Adonai, Adonai. 
rise in your name. We will rise in your name. We will rise in your name. We are taking another step in your name. We are going to another step in your name. We are rising in your name. We are moving to another realm in your name. We are moving to another dimension in your name. We will rise. 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 You are rising. You are rising. You are rising. You are rising. Somebody's rising from the miry clay. You are rising from the miry clay. You are rising from the miry clay. You are rising from the miry clay. Because God is touching you tonight. God is touching you tonight. And we are rising. 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 We are rising. We are rising from the pit. Like Joseph, we are rising from the pit. Like Joseph, we are coming out of the pit. And we are going to Pharaoh's throne. We are going to Pharaoh's palace. We are rising from the pit. And we are going to Pharaoh's palace. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Thank you that something has changed. Thank you that there has been a shift. Thank you that there has been a turn around. Thank you that we are moving to another dimension. Thank you that we are moving to another realm. Thank you that that thing that Satan used to hold us down. Thank you that the chains are broken. Thank you that freedom has come. Thank you that liberation has come. Thank you that revelation has come. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we give you glory. You want to give the Lord a shout of praise?